counselors, approach the bench. I have no further witnesses, Your Honor. Curiosity, I'm allowing this freak show to continue. Your Honor, I'd like to ask for a recess. Overruled. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God? Welcome to Movie Mistrial. The podcast where we examine the IMDb Top 250 and argue for against the movies being on that list. My name is Johannes. And I am Raji. Today, we are talking about yet another film on that list. David Fincher's Seven. Seven, or S-E-7-E-N, was released September 24th, 1995, starring Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, and in a shocking twist. And in a shocking twist, Kevin Spacey. Yeah, Kevin Spacey plays himself. Before we learn more about the seven <laughs> scenes, however, how's it going? It's doing yeah, nice. <laughs> Method actor. Um, <laughs> uh, doing pretty well. Doing, doing pretty well. Um, before we started recording, I was mentioning uh, we're going to go on a, a diving trip today. And uh, hopefully I'm going to see a lot of uh, manta rays. Because that's like oh, one nice. of the things you can do here. There's a manta ray dive at night. And essentially what they do is they put big light things on the bottom of the ocean and then um, kind of at surface level. And then that attracts plankton. And then there's supposedly manta rays just kind of doing loops. like. And then there's snorkers and divers. And I'm looking forward to this, I hope. And, and, by, here you're, and by here you're referring to the fact that you're in Hawaii. Right, uh, enjoying the beautiful, beautiful, heavenly magnificence of that, right, of that right. part of America. Yeah, I, f- I feel like we should try to get this going in the in the Bay Area, though. <laughs> <laughs> the water's too cold. The water's too cold. Um, deep, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. True, How are you? True. I'm all right. Uh, I think your expeditions remind me of the time I was in. Uh, I went to uh, Tahiti for my honeymoon. Oh, nice! And I jumped into the water and I swam towards the fish and i just got to the fish and i was was like there was like a bunch of fish like swimming in front of me and then the day i saw that i was like yeah i think i'm done (laughs) i just swam back and i was like i think it's very weird to be swimming among fishes but this is just me my mental block water i'm not i'm not the biggest fan of nature if you if you understand what i mean i think everything is trying to kill us and uh, <laughs> being in their territory just makes me, you know, nervous. Uh, I could, yeah, I can see that. I'm on the on the dive trips we've done in the past. I'm, I realize I'm I'm interested in kind of big fish and that kind of stuff. So, so like interesting fish. There's lots of divers that are out there that that look in all the crevices and little things with a little torch, and it's like, oh, there's this little nudie branch thing. It's like I don't care. I want to see a big fish. <laughs> <laughs> Give me sharks and manta rays and and whales i will i will say that uh one of the the most fun well i wouldn't call it fun because it was scary at times was swimming with dolphins oh. that was pretty cool um i held on to the dolphin and i <laughs> let it swim fast and i was like <laughs> but you know i i've not done that again so yep. scary fish is uh interesting yeah, yeah, definitely. Or I mean, technically, a dolphin is a mammal, so don't don't get on me on that one. But yeah, exciting. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> All right, seven. What a movie. Um, yeah. should we should we cast a toy and see where where we land here? 
I do. I, th- I think that uh, I'm going to go with heads. You're going to go with heads. Okay, let's go. Heads. Oh, man. You know, this movie, I can go either ways, and I, I think I can give a good good uh, presentation. Um, I, know what, I know what you're going to say if I go for it. You know what? I'm going to... This is hard. I will go for it. Yeah, I'll go for it. Okay. So I'll go against this movie. Before we start, I I was hoping that you could give us a synopsis of of the movie. Absolutely. All right. When retiring police detective William Somerset, Morgan Freeman, tackles a final case with the aid of newly transferred David Mills, Brad Pitt, they discover a number of elaborate and grisly murders. They soon realize they are dealing with a serial killer, Kevin Spacey, who's targeting people he thinks represent one of the seven deadly sins. Somerset also befriends Mills' wife, Tracy, Gwyneth Paltrow, who's pregnant and afraid to raise her child in a crime-riddled city. The witness will address this court as judge or your honor. Your honor, David Fincher's Seven. A movie that is four-fifths pretty mediocre, and then only redeemed for the last 15 minutes. Um, It's a movie about police incompetency and luck and knowing the right people and bribing the right people to get to a point uh, where they figure out who the murderer is, potentially. Um, The writing is somewhat terrible at parts because if you've if we have this genius serial killer um, that apparently is not able to just play it, play it cool when he sees two cops just knocking on the door, I'm a little surprised that they are just uh, freaking out and, and shooting at people. Um, I would think a little more um, level-headed uh, in that aspect. Um, and, and there's just a lot of things that happen out of convenience to drive the plot forward, which is why I think this movie is pretty mediocre um, for the great majority of time. Um, now, I do have to concede that the ending is very strong and really turns the movie around, which is why I think um, a lot of people remember this movie in a, in a fantastic way and think it's this great piece of art um, when they... When, when I suspect that a lot of people are just forgetting about the mediocrity that happened um, before the strong finale. Um, your honor and uh, the people listening, I think mediocrity is a very strong term to use for this film. Um, I think from the very moment we were introduced to um, Morgan Freeman in this film, this movie exuded class. I think every single scene um, with Morgan Freeman was a a was was a chef's kiss in method acting, right? Um, I also think that one of the great achievements of this film was the fact that we were able to feel like where it was like a world that we were lived that felt lived in. Um, and the actions and the way things played out in the film helped to make the, make the feeling um, uh, of the world feel like it was being lived in. It felt gritty. It felt grimy. 
it felt like a place you wouldn't want to be technically um and the way the music um played the way um, what, um morgan freeman talked about the city you could feel for his desire to leave and i think that you know this movie is uh it's, it feels like a, a, a theater play where we have lots of close-ups and you know it felt like really good acting in some places um so i think that mediocrity is a very strong term and if we remove that term and we add the fact that you know Johannes just said that the end was very strong we have an excellent film so i will i will be arguing it on that particular point so i think the like visually this movie is 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 trying to play tricks on you um with the with the constant rain and the darkness and the grittiness um, that then is opened up in the in the end, um, which again the end is uh, pretty strong. Uh, it's it's hard to argue against the ending. But um, like I said, I think the the beginning of this the the tightness, you know, the claustrophobia of it all. It's dark. It's rainy. It's um, uh somewhat depressing um i could see an argument that that's kind of the perfect mood but then it's flipped on its head completely where it's just open sunny bright um towards the end so i feel like it's it's just kind of playing it's it feels very constructed in that it feels very um manipulative and uh, you know trying to play uh, tricks on you on that um i would also like to argue that this is such a male dominated movie um that i couldn't even find a f- uh, female actor to put into the uh, list of actors here um and well i guess gwyneth paltrow but gwyneth paltrow is not really doing anything here um except being delivered at the end. But, <laughs> but again, you know, it's, it's like it, it, the Gwyneth Paltrow character is, is just a accessory to the fact, right? It's, it's just a, um, a little, little thing on the side to give the Brad Pitt character, um, the emotional arc at the end. Um, and I think it's, just very overhyped through that. It's famous because of the what's in the box quote. Uh, It's famous because of Kevin Spacey um, and and kind of the mystery. But I think it's it's pretty overacted by Brad Pitt. And it's, like I said, it it just feels very manipulative to me and very, um, it's trying to be this great mystery movie, but it's not really performing in that sense. So it's interesting you say that the movie is very manipulative um, and you talk about how the beginning was very gloomy and rainy and claustrophobic um, and the end was bright and sunny, um, which is kind of a mismatch. But given the gloominess of the end, I would say that it's actually working in its favor because the bright, the brightness um, of the last few scenes uh, does little to hide away the sense of dread and uh, grittiness that happens within the town. So even in the most the brightest days, you have a situation where you still have the most 
oblique and uh, sad endings uh, to this film. So I think that while you may think that is a negative, I think it's a very strong positive for the film. Um, I want to talk about the acting in this film. I want to talk about the certain scenes that, you know, resonated with me. Mm-hmm. The scene where Morgan Freeman goes to the library and he's, uh, the, he sees the cops upstairs playing cards and he's like, you know, you're in the library and there are thousands of books here and you guys could be reading any of those books, but you sit here playing cards. And one of the policemen responded, well, I'm going to show you what culture it is. And he plays the uh, radio, the reverberates around the whole um, library. I thought that scene was um, a spectacular acting scene because that movie had been very silent from the very beginning to that particular point. And, you know, the sound of classical music playing while he's reading the Canterbury Tales and other books that relates to the um, um, to the Seven Deadly Sins was uh, was very 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 good. One of the things you can't um, you can't say about David Fincher in all his films is that he gets the writing and the mood right, um, and in this film it's no different. Another thing was the scene where they were talking um, in the house and the train goes through the subway and the whole house vibrates. And it was, it was just like that tense. It was a tense scene throughout. Um, And that moment just, I bust out laughing and the characters kind of realized the humor in this whole situation. They bust out laughing. And it was a moment where, you know, you saw Morgan Freeman who had been relatively rude to um, the character of David Mills, played by Brad Pitt, um, he, he let out his moment of humanity. And it's in those scenes uh, that this movie is strongest. Um, I, I think that the character work of particularly um, Detective Somerset, um, even you know his re- interactions with the police captain, um, his police interactions with a lot of the characters, and even his interactions with uh, Tracy, uh, played by Gwyneth Paltrow, was it was very interesting. Um, and I think that in those scenes, it elevated this film. Uh, and uh, I think that the action from those perspectives were very strong. So I think out of the whole bunch, uh, Morgan Freeman is the strongest followed by Kevin Spacey. But as you indicated, Kevin Spacey is not acting, right? He's <laughs> he's just playing himself. <laughs> <laughs> but and and I think Brad Pitt is really missing the mark for me. I think I think his character doesn't make sense or the way he's playing the character doesn't make sense. I think like um, as kind of a you know old-timer detective versus new uh, I get that trope, and you know, I get you know, you can learn from experience and all that, all that good stuff. But I think to get to the place where you're a detective, you most likely will have to curb the impulsiveness and the cockiness. And I think it's uh, on a foundational level, it doesn't make sense to me that that he's a detective as well. Um, and supposed to replace uh, Marvin Freeman's Somerset in, in that department. Um, and 
and again, I, I conceptually understand that it's, you know, you, you can only get to that climax if you have a character that is impulsive and that people understand that he is impul impulsive. But um, I think logically it's, it's, it's a little weak there. Um, and while we're on logic, I think, like I said, uh, the Kevin Spacey character is proposed to be this mastermind, this criminal criminal mastermind that gives us incredible foresight in how things will play out. Um, when he talks to his lawyer, you know, and has the box delivery at a, at a specific point in time in a specific place. Um, so, so he has a very, very clear understanding of how everything will play out. And it is playing, the, spoiler alert, it's playing out in the way that he's imagining it to be. But how can he be so sure, right? Like how, how is he, like I said, how is he supposed to be this, this mastermind, but then is not able to play it off when they visit him at the store? Um, when he probably knows they, they cannot have anything on him really, right? So why is he so severely misplaying his cards at that point in time when he's later down the line he's this this genius right this criminal genius um i think that there's just a lot of like logical weird mishaps in this movie which just doesn't make it very good you know it's interesting because um denzel washington was considered for the role of mills uh, the role played by Brad Pitt. And I would like to envision that the movie would have been so much stronger with, you know, Morgan Freeman playing uh, against Kev um, against uh, Denzel Washington. Just imagine the interaction. Um, I'm going to be talking about the positives, so I'm going to talk as little about Brad Pitt as I can. Um, <laughs> because you know he's not good at this. Um I'm going to talk about him from a different perspective. I think that the contrast between the two detectives, it's interesting to watch um, how, you know, Morgan Freeman goes to the library um, and he's, you know, he goes in and he reads the Canterbury Tales. He's uh, photocopying pages, trying to understand the motivations of the characters. Um and you know, Brad Pitt is getting uh, the the dummies versions of the books, uh, quick notes, and trying to you know lie his way through the conversation because you know there was a scene where uh, Morgan Freeman was talking to him and said, "You read the Canterbury Tales?" And I was like, "Yeah, I did read the Canterbury Tales." And he's talking about what he read in the Cliff Notes, um, and I just I rolled my eyes um, because. He didn't. For somebody who said, "Hey, did you did you read my files?" Um, when um, he was first introduced to Morgan Freeman, after he told him that he didn't want to work with him that day, um, it was kind of weird to see somebody who acted like he was a big shot, um, and then you see how he is, um, and how he takes shortcuts. Uh, I mean, even the very scene, the very first scene where they go into the this guy who died, the gluten guy, um, and they spend time there. The way Morgan Freeman was meticulous um, throughout the stuff, 
and uh, throughout the investigation, going through, checking under the table, and doing all these things. And this guy was just in the background saying, "Well, this guy just ate himself to death." Um, it was, it was, it was a little bit disconcerting to watch the the level, but it also helped the contrast because you could tell that you know Morgan Freeman was a great detective so when he was having the conversations with the police captain and saying that he wanted to leave you could sense the level the amount of experience that was going to be leaving the police force with him especially when you were going to be replacing him with um the uh david mills who was played by brad pitt so if you look at it from that perspective i think that it was a very it was very good uh good in that direction um but i don't know if that was the original direction it was going to go but uh you know uh it is what it is so that's my counter to your point i mean i think you bring up a good point where morgan freeman's detective is very meticulous and studious right that said i read the canterbury tales and it's not an easy book to read and it's not a book that you read just in one night among other things so so it's like i feel like you know this they, they cram a lot of wisdom and and like learning in you know into this movie um because they have this artificial seven day thing which mm. i don't even know why uh, well i guess because he has only six days left on the job right that's his whole motivation just just to get out but that you know i, I, I don't know what that needs to be a thing like you know investigations take time and the thing mm. they they just stretch but they just cram this whole thing into this artificial limit um and i would think performing these kind of uh, homicides also takes time <laughs> um up to a year i guess right um so like i said it, it's just to me it's a mismatch of um conflicting character choices i guess which which i think makes this movie not as strong as it could be if if um if we just spend a little more time in fleshing out uh, people's motivations a little more you know i'm going to i think there's i i, I it would be it would behoove me to not mention uh that i thought the crime scenes were also very well done especially the first one and the one um the gluttony and sloth i think the rest we never really got enough time within those uh within those ones but the two that we got some time in um i thought were very well done i thought the gluttony gluttony um uh murder scene was was very haunting very gross uh, very organic, uh, very disgusting to be in. Um, and if that sense of disgusting, organic decay was effectively conveyed in the film. I also think that the sloth scene was very interesting to watch, um, especially the fact that he was still alive, uh, uh, even though he was not alive, uh, he was brain dead. His brain had been turned to mush, which we later found out. But you know, the moment where he wakes up and his breathing is very uh, scary. Uh, oh, sorry, I wouldn't say scary. I would say it's it, it made me jump. Um, it made me look, uh, as Nas would say. 
Um, right. But I think I think that scene needed to be there to wake people up <laughs> because <laughs> you know uh, it's like oh it's, yeah, there's something exciting happening here. Um, yeah. Like design wise, yes, it's great. Right. Like I think the 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 crime scenes are interesting, and you you bring out the two that are. Um, the most visceral and kind of the most grueling in a way. Um, and the rest is a lot of in your head. I think the last one is just a lot of, uh, like is really sold by that actor that, that is being questioned, right? That, that had to perform that act. Um, mm. Like he sells it and it's like, Ooh, this is, this is rough. <laughs> this is really bad, <laughs> but it's, um, I think those two crime scenes are the ones that are, um, Again, and there's a there's a lot of um, kind of playing with your uh, tricking you, right? Um, this movie put, tries to be a very violent, gruesome movie, I think. But the way they achieve that is by tricking your mind, just based off of these two crime scenes. Right? It's like, oh, you know, all the because a lot of the other crime scenes are just not as uh, graphic, or we don't see them really. Right, so so it's just like oh, so the the gluttony one was pretty brutal and pretty obscene. The the sloth one was pretty pretty brutal and crazy, and and they're still alive. That's nuts, right? And then the other ones are obfuscated, and you know it's playing with your mind of like okay, but how could the other since you know how bad could that be? Um, and and again, it's kind of the sleight of hand where it's you know it's this. tries to be this this gruesome gory movie i think but it's um it's not necessarily performing in that yeah well i mean i think we can go into i i don't have anything to say to that <laughs> um <laughs> and i think i can talk more about it in the general conversations sure. um i think i think that the three the, the, i've mentioned the things that i found the strongest and I think that if I was going to say anything else, I probably would be going against my lawyery duties to this film. <laughs> All right. No further questions, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then I, I think then let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the uh, general conversations. Um, Your Honor, I'd like to ask for a recess. I, 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 the impression I had from this film was that it was going to be a horror film. Mm-hmm. And at no point did it, scare me or did it feel it was gross it was disturbing um but i felt like more time was spent on the characters uh and unlike you i did not like the end i they built up the character that kevin spacey plays uh so much you know on based on what we see even from the action scene where he's a good shot and the character of Brad Pitt barely survives because he got so many shots close to his head. Um, and we, we build up this character and he just walks into the station and it 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 was kind of um, anticlimactic because what you would have expected, and I guess it's the director playing with expectations, what you would have expected was a good final scene um where the cops were trying to catch the killer but what you get is a psychological 
you know, a psychological play where the insecurities of Brad Pitt were exposed and exploited um, at the very end. Um, they also wanted me to care about the character of Gwyneth Paltrow, but I wasn't with her long enough to care. I didn't care. It was almost like I was watching all the other characters who had been killed. So I was already numb to death scenes by the time we got to the end. And when they talked about her head being in the box, I was like, "Ah, it's just another one." Yeah. So it's it wasn't it wasn't as strong an ending for me as as uh, as I would have liked. So I think the so Gwyneth Paltrow is just highly under served in this um i think the relationship between her and the brett pitt character are is not fleshed out enough for us to 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 care really what happens in the end right it's um so we i feel like we don't get to experience the deep intense love he has for her because they don't seem to have a good chemistry together in the two scenes that we see them together, right? And I think that's that's a problem. Because then why is she even there? She's there to be the set piece of the head in the box. And uh, she's there to serve as the the piece for for Brad Pitt to act against and to have his his moment in the end. And I think that's that's kind of a problem. But I think the, like I said, I think the the movie is, in my opinion, the strongest. And like from the moment uh, Kevin Spacey turns himself in, um, but it's a tone, it's a change of tonality too, which you indicated, right? Like in the beginning, it's it's this um, detective mystery thing, and they're trying to find a killer, and it's flipping on its head when the killer turns himself in. And it's a, it's a complete 180. And it's a different movie at that point. And I happen to think it's turning into a better movie. <laughs> and it's, it sounds like you think it's it's turning for the worst at that point. And I think both yeah. both can be true. right? It's kind of depending what the, what, what the um, expectations are going in. Um, I think the... Like I said in my statement, I think the a lot of people remember this movie because of the ending, and I think a lot of people have fun memories because of the ending because it's like this: what the hell he did what, right? But then if you think about it for a little bit, like logistically, that's fascinating because you you really need to understand and, and know a lot about the people that you're influencing there, and you know, like if, like I said, if you think about it for 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 longer than. A minute then it's like okay so brad pitt's character just moved to the city so it's probably going to be hard to find out a lot of stuff about them um uh, but i guess they they alluded to um he paid the cops off to get more information on them i don't know it's just so convenient a lot of the things right and that's uh unfortunate because i i think there's there are a lot of strong points i think design wise it's great uh, the, the the murder scenes, the scenes of the crimes are great. That sounds terrible, but you know, just you know, design wise, it's it's well done. I think the book 
could use a little more work because it's it's very convenient. And to think uh, we don't understand a lot of the the character um, motivations, so it's it's sometimes a little hard to like you know Morgan Freeman. I think uh, he just wants to get out, <laughs> wants to get out. He wants to be done with it, right? So so that's his motivation. Brad Pitt, I guess, wants to prove himself, but he's not smart enough to really do that. And I question how he got into that position in the first place. Then, right? If he's not a like, if he's so impulsive, I feel like that's just not a good fit for that kind of function within the force. So it's yeah. you know, so it's, like I said, I feel like it's playing a lot of tricks with you and 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 trying to trick you into. Making you believe that this is uh, this fantastic movie when it's a little sleight of hand to me. I I I don't understand why this movie is twenty first in the list. I mean, last week we talked about some of our favorite films, and a lot of our favorite films didn't make this list, but this one did. I don't understand why this movie is as high as it is. Um, let's you know, let's talk about you know the relationship between um, Gwyneth Paltrow and Brad Pitt it was very, very hard to watch. And I think that the moment she called his partner, that you could tell that the relationship was not as strong. Why would she tell the partner over breakfast that she's having a baby with, you know, they only met once. It, it just felt like it just felt like a stretch, and I found that part to be very unbelievable. She couldn't call her friends back home. She couldn't call her family. We don't know anything about these characters, but I'm assuming she has some friends. Um, if she she's already seemed like a forward and direct person, so she you know she obviously has some friends. So it was very weird that she's having a conversation with you know the her, the cop's partner and saying, "Hey." don't tell my husband about it. And I'm like, what kind of responsibility are you putting on this man? Yeah. Um, I just I just found out very, very weird. Um, I, I guess they needed her in more scenes uh, <laughs> uh, and tried to add emotional weight to the very end. So when the character said, oh, uh, the character of Kevin Spacey said, and she was pregnant, oh, you didn't know? I was like, that's the whole reason why that scene was in the film. Yeah. It just felt tacked on. Um, so, yes, I I didn't, I, it took away from the ending for me. I, I didn't like the end. I, I, I wished, given the glimpse we could see of the character of Kevin Spacey during the scene where he's running away, jumping through vents, jumping through pipes, jumping from rooftops, the end was just uh, anticlimactic in every way. I did not like it. I did not enjoy it. And um, I wish that they had continued the mystery and solved the mystery legitimately, as opposed to what we got in the end. Um so yes, that's my take on this film. I I think that oh I I should mention my real view on Brad Pitt. He was he was just a bumbling idiot from the very beginning to the end. And I, I if I was you know Morgan Freeman, I would jump on the first opportunity to get rid of him as a partner because that scene where they were in the in the crime scene and he was just talking and talking and talking while I was just trying to think, oh, I got under my skin and I was like man. I, I feel for you. I feel for you. Um, Somerset, 
I feel for you, detective. This you only have six days to retirement, and they throw this guy on you. Yeah, I so like I said, it works and it doesn't work. It works because it shows like the disparity in experience between the two characters, but it also doesn't work because it just takes away from me watching the film and going, you know, this guy shouldn't really have this job. He's not very good at what he is, um, at what he does. So that's my take on it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I, I, yeah. I feel like I mentioned that before, like uh, the writing is convenient, right? Like you said, like the, the, um, she's pregnant is only in the, in there to have that. Oh, you didn't know payoff. Right. Um, I feel like we're lacking a lot of the the foundational character um, developments here because, like I said, I feel like Gwyneth Paltrow and Brad Pitt don't have any chemistry in here, and it, it doesn't seem like it's this loving thing. And I feel like it's even further supported that she's not telling him that she's pregnant. Right, mm. so so why would she not tell him? Just you know, so, yeah, it's it's just weird. And I, I'm I'm looking at the graphic of the seven deadly sins, and I'm trying to figure out what the. So so I guess, Kevin Spacey killing Gwyneth Paltrow, um, that's envy, envy, and then uh, Brad Pitt killing Brad Pitt Kevin Spacey is wrath, wrath. Yes. Okay. Okay. What was Pride? Did I forget? Uh, Pride was the woman who was doing the plastic surgery. Uh, oh. That she was uh, ugly on the she was uglier on the inside than the outside or something. Okay. See, completely forgettable too, right? For a movie that's so. So I think it's the standouts of this movie are sloth and gluttony. Right, because that's the opening and that's the the mid movie kind of jolt that wakes you up. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, wrath and envy are just kind of uh, you know, swept aside with the with the ending. It's a double. It's a twofer. <laughs> yeah. Um, greed is just kind of a stepping stone towards sloth, right? But, but pride is completely forgettable. <laughs> I think, yeah, right, and, and and so so I think again structurally it just seems like you have a movie about the seven deadly sins, and you build two very big set pieces for two of them, um, but the other ones are not getting the same importance, and I think that's um, it's unfortunately uh, that, that, that I think that's unfortunate. But you know, it is what it is. Like I said, I do think that the twist is is pretty good, and it, it redeems the movie. Um, after watching the movie yesterday, I, I I thought a bit that I think I liked this better than Fight Club. But the more I think about it now, <laughs> the less I think that's true. No, I, <laughs> because I again, think I, I think fi- sorry, I think Fight Club is a better film. Yeah, because you know, the more I think about it, I I think the more I realize how much sleight of hand is happening in this film and it's it's just a lot of trickery and it's not as good as it wants you to believe it is 
It won a couple of awards, by the way. Well, yeah. Uh, Brad Pitt won an award for this film. Can you imagine that? Can you? He won the award for most desirable male. Oh. Uh, <laughs> this role in this film, and I guess he definitely looked cool. He looked good in the film, but I I wasn't. I think that when you start to get down to that level, so this was at the 1996 Movie Awards. Um, it also won Best Movie at the 1996 Movie Awards. But I guess if you win the Best um, Best Desirable Male in a Movie Award, then it's not a really good Movie Award. So let's ignore that one. It was nominated for many, including the Saturn Awards, and uh, it won for Best Writing. Andrew Kevin Walker uh, and Best Makeup. I can see those two. I can see those two. Um, but Best Supporting Actress was Gwyneth Paltrow. She was nominated. And I was just thinking to myself, she was only in like three scenes in this film. Yeah. Um, and I, I wasn't, I don't think that they were that strong. But I guess it kind of shows like what you were talking about earlier in the film where they, this movie was devoid of women. And every single time the woman was talking, she was talking about her relationship with her husband. Um, so, uh, yeah, this this is like a, a throwback to what Hollywood was like in those days. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think this was kind of the, one of the, you know, Brad Pitt was on, on, a, on his prime during this time, I think, right? In the mid 90s. Mm. Uh, and then uh, Fight Club. Like, so I I can kind of see it, but I, again I think he's just really overacting here. There are little moments in this movie that I saw that I've felt just show how good Morgan Freeman is. Um, when he like the the, the one thing that, that comes to mind here is uh, when he's at Brad Pitt's place and they go through the files again and try to find clues. Um, Brad Pitt goes get gets a drink and uh, he says wine please right. And um, Brett Pitt gives him wine in a in a normal glass, not in a wine glass. And Freeman just takes the glass and just kind of disregards it. But then, like a, a minute later, he looks at the glass for a minute and is like, "Huh, what the hell? <laughs> like this is the proper glass? <laughs> it's so small. It's and it's 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 so you know insignificant." But it was like, "Oh, this is this is pretty funny that it's just kind yeah. of this these little choices of like." Huh. Um, but anyway, Morgan Freeman is, is great in this. I think he he is able to convince us that his detective is uh, good at what he does in in, in a very quick time, a very small I amount agree. of time. And I think it's a great performance. Brad Pitt, like I said, I question how he got career-wise the character, how how he got to where he is in this movie. Um, because it feels like um, you wouldn't promote somebody that is so impulsive. Because that cannot be the first time that this happens. It cannot be the first time mm. that he's just, you know, going around the legalities of things and then trying to reframe the narrative a little bit with paying somebody off. Right. Mm. So, so he's at, at at heart, he seems to be kind of a dirty and, and bad cop. So, but you know, maybe this is also a story about how these people are promoted within. <laughs> I don't know, right? But it's it's just like 
yeah, a, lo- a lot of just mismatch for me. So, is it a good movie? Sure, if you just kind of go in for the shock and for the ending, in my opinion. Um, but like I said, we we are just on on different ends of that coin, and I think that's that's perfectly valid in this case, right? Because it is mm. such a ton- tonal, it's such a shift of uh, tonality, um, both visually and and from a point of view. Um, and either you like it or you hate it, I think. Yeah, I I I agree. I think that you know. I we both we have differing opinions about this film. You know, it's ironic that you like the ending and I I didn't like it as much. But I defended the film and you didn't. <laughs> Mostly my choice. Um, <laughs> uh, but I I still think that it's worth a look. Um, but uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that it deserves to be as high as it is. Um, but I I definitely think it's a good film. It has the core. Uh, the core foundation of the film is very strong. Um, the good acting and all that. So uh, I think it's worth a look. Yeah. Yeah, you should check it out. Um, but that's all I have for David Fincher 7. That's all I have too. Raji, next up, The Silence of the Lambs. Uh, <laughs> that's another 1991 film. I, You know, I tried... Anyway... We'll talk about it next week. So, uh, Silence of the Lambs is another interesting one. Um, but, you know, if you wanted to keep up and see how we're doing, follow us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, on at MovieMistrial. Send us a message there, um, and we'll try to respond as quickly as possible. Um we also have a couple of good quizzes and questions uh, that you can always go through like if you want uh, so reach out if you can and if you want to reach us reach out to us on email where can they reach out to us contact at moviemistrial.com so that's all I have this week looking forward to the Silence of the Lambs next week yes yes and I'm looking forward uh, to swim with the fishes tonight <laughs> alright not in the mafia. We'll see you next. We'll see you next week, Clarissa. All right. See you. Have a good one. All right. Bye. <laughs>